2: there. Welcome to Comedy Album Book Club. This is Matt, your host. This week I'm joined by Allison Dicey, Ellie Heath, and Kaylee Suliak, also known as Girl Brain. This Edmonton-based sketch comedy troupe were making their second appearance at the Toronto Sketch Comedy Festival and were able to take some time to sit down with me to talk about Mike Berbiglia's Sleepwalk with me. Now, the festival is still on, so if you have a chance, get out to get out to see some great sketch comedy you have until march 15th if you aren't in toronto but are in edmonton girl brain make regular appearances at the roxy about once every three months so i highly recommend getting out there and seeing whatever show they're putting on they do a lot of original material every performance so it's well worth getting out there to see mike berbiglia is an actor comedian director improviser and storyteller A multifaceted talent, he was born in Shrewsbury, Massachusetts in 1978 and springboarded his success in contributing to This American Life into multiple screen appearances, directing opportunities, writing projects, as well as creating not one, but two films, as well as several specials and albums. His second film, Don't Think Twice is based on his own improvising experiences and as somebody who's taken improvising classes and done some improvisation himself I can tell you I've met every single one of those people in that movie and I am probably a pretty close match to at least one of them Sleepwalk With Me is a much more intimate story it is a direct story from his life recounting anxiety, depression and the human brain uh, and how it copes with these things when we least expect it. Uh, Sleepwalk With Me was recorded at The Moth in New York City as part of a storytelling series in August of 2008. It was later used as a part of This American Life's episode 361, The Fear of Sleep, before being adapted into an album and a film. Uh, it's an interesting juxtaposition. The album... Uh, is pretty much exactly the same as the this american life special with a little bit added on to the end the beginning and the end which gives it a much more robust feel we we talk about this during the show the film is a completely different beast uh and is well worth watching but has a very different feel so sit back and if you haven't already listened to it give sleepwalk me a a listen it's available on all uh, streaming services Check out the movie if you can as well for an interesting juxtaposition. And if you have the opportunity, try to catch the recorded special from The Moth. Once you've done one or all of those, come on back and listen to us chat with Girlbrain. Alright, so today I am here with Girlbrain from Edmonton. They're in Toronto for the Sketchfest 2020 uh i'm joined by allison kaylee and ellie so thank you for joining me today so.
0: thank, you thank you for having us, us. So,
2: uh, you know we talked to you last sketch fest so this is your second one that's um right. how are you enjoying it
1: oh it's so great yeah we we flip and love it
0: yeah <laughs> so, <laughs> so much fun
2: uh so is there any shows that have you seen or anything that you've done that's released really, or stood out this year
0: yeah like uh we saw Carson and Trevor do a bunch of flips. Mm-hmm. That was awesome. <laughs> um, and we saw we saw Cam uh, Wiley's twenty fifth mm. anniversary
3: show. That was also really good. Oh my gosh, yeah. Just did
0: a lot of the heavy hitters.
1: Yes,
3: of I'm the excited the to s- comedy scene. John I Blair to was great too. Oh yeah, he was
0: awesome.
1: <laughs> also, I hate to. I think it was Taylor. Carson D- and Taylor. Yeah, Carson and Taylor. Oh, my bad. I said Trevor.
0: Trevor, but how I'm dare sorry. you, <laughs> <was> Mary Taylor. <laughs>
2: So um, you guys have been performing for a few years now. Like, how did you all sort of meet and and sort of become a troupe?
1: Uh, well, Kaylee and I, so this is Ellie talking, uh, Kaylee and I met when we were 15 at uh, drama camp. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and then Allison and I met about seven years ago. Um, no, actually eight years ago, uh, doing a fringe uh, touring production and the three of us were actresses in Edmonton, so we sort of knew each other just from the community there, and mm-hmm. were friends and uh, out of work <laughs> actresses, but also like all really good writers, and and uh, and so we just decided to collaborate.
2: Excellent. And what drew you specifically to comedy as a as a platform? Like, what was uh, like not necessarily as a troupe, but just individually? Like, what made you? Th- Find like I don't want to use comedy to just tell stories and make jokes.
3: Well, I think um, we were all just kind of like sitting around laughing one day uh, at each other's stories, and we were like, Well, you know what? Like, maybe maybe other people will find this funny too. And it kind of happened coincidentally with um, a new theater mm-hmm. opening in Edmonton that was specifically a comedy theater, oh. and they were kind of looking for you know, there was a lot of improv that they had scheduled and they were kind of looking for you know more more sketch troops and something a little bit more theatrical so uh yeah we pitched them the idea of uh of girl brain and they were like yeah sure and we were like well i guess we're doing this now i hope people find us funny (laughs) (laughs) well i
2: mean you you, you've gotten great reviews you've toured and done festivals not just in toronto but all over the place
1: Yeah. yeah Um, we did Toronto Sketch Fest last year. Uh, we also did Philly Sketchfest, Fest, which, which was a lot of fun. Um, we did Central Florida Sketch Fest. Uh, we've been to Winnipeg. We've been to Fairview, Alberta. That thriving um, metropolis. Yes. And we've yeah. been to Fort Saskatchewan. <laughs> <laughs> and we will go anywhere. anywhere. <laughs> you got to go where the comedy
2: takes you. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Now, uh, my grandfather is actually from the prairies. He was from actually Saskatchewan and he was a musician. Oh. And it's like he wrote a ballet all about uh Shadow on the Prairie, which is all about living in the prairies going insane. Uh, kind of thing. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. he so it really informed his work. Do you find, you know, growing up uh, like being from from Edmonton and and being in Alberta, how does that define, or how does that like shape your your material?
0: Hmm. That's, That's a, a good question. Interesting
1: question. I have like a little bit of a theory. Just in, and I think that this is just about uh, Canada, like in general, and and comedians in Canada, because I find people in Canada are very funny. Mm-hmm. And even when we were like in Philly Sketch Fest, I, uh, not to like denote or you know say that the the people from. Uh, philly were not funny but like i just found that the comedians from canada were really strong and i think that a lot of it is just those long winters not really having a lot to do um yeah you have to find ways to entertain yourself and to survive and to thrive and keep life colorful even despite the snow and the muck and the gray and so i feel like uh being in the prairies where things are pretty flat and pretty uh, colorless for most of the year, mm-hmm. being creative is is a real uh, respite.
2: Mm-hmm. Now, um, your show, which I saw uh, the first night, yeah. it was super energetic. It was awesome, <laughs> so I'm I'm glad I got to see it. Uh, what is your pro- because you had a lot? You had the the skillet as the sort of the through line, <laughs> yep. um, but you had a lot of sort of different different angles and different different sort of ideas in there so what's your process for when you sit down to write a a, a show like how, how do you approach it do you come with just like these are the ideas and then find the thing or uh, like the, the the nub to get you through it or you come with that idea and then build out like what what do you do to, to
0: i think play? we're still experimenting and learning um and the the opportunity to go to festivals like this has really taught us a lot because we get to see more than just what's going on in Edmonton. Mm -hmm. Um, We usually write on a theme and we write separately and then we will have like a deadline or whatever and then come together and then collaborate off of that. Um, And it's nice that we get to do regular shows in Edmonton. We Mm -hmm. started off doing a monthly show, so we generated a lot of material in the first year. And now we do... um, longer shows uh kind of less less frequently so Mm -hmm. like bi-monthly yeah um i i guess for this one that skillet (laughs) silliness Mm -hmm. um i kind of came up with that that was it's just a little nugget and then it transformed into something that ended up being the whole show like that took us through so sometimes like we don't do that but i think we're getting better at that and Seeing other shows, um, like Craig Scorgi's show and stuff, that kind of inspired us to have a journey and take us on a um, a theatrical arc for the whole mm-hmm. show.
3: Yeah, so it's more like a we're exper- experimenting. Sorry, more like a like a play, yeah, format instead of just like sketch and sketch and sketch and it's like it's nice to see a through line a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean,
2: it can it can help like having done some in the past, it can also help like really inf- keep the audience on board when you might have something that doesn't necessarily play as well as something earlier. <laughs> and you're like, oh, okay, well, get where we're going kind of thing. Yeah,
1: yeah, so. yeah I think too, like just as we've uh, grown and stuff, uh, we love doing character work and mm-hmm. we love uh, getting out of our <laughs> ourselves and playing crazy characters. But yeah. at the same time, as we grow and uh, as our audience becomes more, familiar with us it's nice to sort of uh experiment with playing ourselves on stage yeah. and mm-hmm. uh, allowing our audience to get to know us better uh and and who we are you know just as people yeah excellent
2: yeah. now you've done you mentioned doing a bunch of festivals uh, during the album you uh, you all laughed <laughs> at the uh the um deli line Oh, right. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Have you had any bananas types of gigs where you're like, why am I performing here?
3: Yes. Fort Saskatchewan (laughs) at. Which is a great little place.
0: It's a great place. (laughs) But we happen to find ourselves at a a bar, which is Mm. not a great venue we've discovered for sketch comedy because it's super loud and people want to talk and drink and have a nice night the way that. And know, not necessarily if, listen to what's if, going on if on If there's stage. a band playing at a bar, I feel like you mm-hmm. can enjoy it and still, you know, have a conversation. Mm-hmm. No, sketch comedy doesn't work that way. You've got to listen to the <laughs> <set-up>. <laughs> It's
1: up It's been really interesting because uh, we all have, like, a theater background. Mm-hmm. Um, it's been really interesting just uh, delving into sketch comedy because I feel like a lot of people – don't know what sketch comedy is uh you tell people we're you know we're sketch comedians we do sketch comedy and they go oh improv it's like uh no (laughs) we write we write our sketches and we rehearse them and perform them and then some people think it's stand-up and uh, we've definitely had gigs where we got booked and i don't think that they had any concept of what we do yeah um so that's very interesting and that that bar gig in Fort saskatchewan uh i don't think that they knew really how what we do was going to play out in that scenario yeah. and yeah it felt really off brand <laughs> yeah uh, now so that's like the, the the bad end of things is
2: there a, a performance that you really like a zany performance that you really enjoyed like anywhere where oh, yeah. things Oh god! Last night,
0: last night (laughs) is awesome. Comedy bar, yeah, dream come true. Also, we have um, like us all being actors, and we went through acting school and dreaming of performing on the Citadel stage, and we got to do that in November. Awesome! And we did it with our own material, and it felt fucking gangbusters. It was awesome. (laughs) Excellent. Honestly, um, any of
1: our shows that that we do and we produce in Edmonton are stellar and like just so enjoyable and it's been really great like as we've grown and and been together we've really built a truly like great audience like our audience is so behind us and so supportive and so loving and we just feel like every time we get up on stage uh at the roxy which is our new venue that we're performing Mm -hmm. in we are met with such massive love and it's it's just astounding yeah it's incredible
3: and we, we get that kind of feedback, like, from other audience members or, like, guests that we have on the show as well. And mm-hmm. they're just like, what? You – like, the, the energy in the room is insane. I like, mean, and you've had
2: some terrific guests, too. I mean, you've yeah. had members of Baroness Von Sketch on the show and stuff. Yeah. you had – collab- being able to collaborate with some really amazing people. So that's got to be – Yeah. A, honestly,
1: uh, I think part of what we do, part of our mandate is to uh, – sp- Spread love and support and empowerment. And so to be able to give uh, the opportunity to other artists from from other performance aspects like music or or burlesque or stand-up comedy and to be able to like grow other people's audiences Mm. is so awesome.
2: Well, today we listened to Mike Brabiglia's Sleepwalk with me. Mm -hmm. Um, So what uh, led you to choose this album?
0: (laughs) I really love that... He is, um, it's almost like a one-man show. Like, he, mm-hmm. he's very theatrical and a really, really good writer. Yeah. Um, so we kind of relate to that, I guess. Mm-hmm. <laughs>
3: mm-hmm. Very good storyteller. Yeah. yeah. Yeah.
0: A lot of the,
1: like, a lot of the um, inspiration that we get for our own sketches comes from our own lives. And yeah. uh, so I think... Yeah, listening to Mike Birbiglia, like, a lot of his material is drawn from his own life experiences. Mm -hmm. And also, too, he's so down to earth. And I find that a lot of his comedy is really just, I don't know, simple and accessible. Yeah. And also um, not offensive, really inclusive. And, yeah, I just, his energy is really great and really grounded. and. He seems like a good human.
2: Yeah, yeah. Uh, what was all of your first introduction to Mike berbiglia's work? Like, where
1: did you first hear it?
0: This American Life. I, I yeah. heard him. for That same one that we listened to.
1: Uh, the first time that I heard Mike berbiglia I was in a truck with Allison driving back from Regina. We went to Regina to audition oh, <laughs> for something. Great. And we... I, I feel like we listened to Sleepwalk with me. Oh. And I also kinda of fell asleep during <laughs> but also I just remember thinking that he was really great and uh, yes I did fall asleep but it was it was a very long drive. Um <laughs> but yeah, it was with
0: Allison. Oh yeah, that's, that's a nice that's story. Yeah. <laughs> Driving back from Regina. I remember that <laughs> night actually because it was super late. We drove there and back in the same day and the stars were incredible. We actually stopped Got out to look at them. Didn't we see the northern lights? Yeah, we saw the northern lights. Yeah,
1: (laughs) I also, um, this is way too much information, (laughs) but uh, we had this audition and I pooped a lot and I thought I had diaper rash. And after we got back from that trip, I found out I had herpes. So, oh no, yeah, oh. Wow, a lot what?
0: happened at that trip. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What happens in Regina my, yeah, yeah. comes
1: home from. Regina. I did not. I did not contract. Regina. I did not contract herpes in Regina, <laughs> but I did in my Regina.
2: Oh no. <laughs> uh, um. Okay. Well, transitioning from that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so Mike, he's he's like a trained improviser. He's a stand-up comedian. Um, he's a writer of you know, books and film um how do you think the uh like improv and like cause he's got a very natural flow mm-hmm. to him and it's like there's like there's this just, like genuineness to to his entire storytelling so how do you think things like improv and all of that sort of collaborated like it went to shape this this conversation that i guess he had with the audience
3: i think like, the more you do uh, improv and the more you do uh, comedy, I think you get, this is going to sound so cheesy, but, like, mm-hmm. you get your authentic self, like, up to the surface, mm-hmm. and so it's just ready to, bam, like, pop out at any point, and I think that that's what helps create, like, a really natural conversation between a performer and an audience member is mm-hmm. if you can let them in and, like show yourself and the more you're kind of forced out of your comfort zone and like forced out of playing other characters and just into into yourself and like into revealing ridiculous things like he says climbing up on top of a five (laughs) a five foot dresser and then falling off of it like the weirder you are and the more willing you are to reveal that I think it just becomes easier to talk to people because they're they're like,
1: oh, yeah, I'm weird, too. Yeah. <laughs> I want to let you in. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, it's interesting to me. So my dad uh, is a singer-songwriter, and he's really has a lot of stage fright. And mm-hmm. um, a lot of it is around forgetting lines and fucking up and, uh, yeah, not being perfect on stage. Yeah. And I always say to my dad, that people just want to see a human being in mm-hmm. front of them. They want to see themselves uh, mirrored on stage. And so I think fucking up is part of life. And mm-hmm. if you fuck up on stage and somebody sees it, uh, you're immediately, it, it humbles you and it also lets them in. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so I feel like a lot of improv is, is, doing it and not being afraid to fail and, and also just accepting failure, you know, like accepting that it's not going to be perfect. uh, But if you're there and you're present uh, something magic, you know, something, some magic might happen. Yeah. Uh, But failure is, is part of life and failure is part of the, the experience of being on stage. So I think that Mike Burbiglia, like one of the things that I like about him is that he's just, He's very present and mm-hmm. I feel like he's not perfect and and yeah, if he stumbles, like it's he's the part of that like being genuine is yeah. he accepts, you know, the moments that he stumbles over, which is really humbling and lovely. Mm-hmm. Um
2: like it is is one of the things that I I've really enjoyed about this, there's not a wasted moment in the entire yeah. story. Like I everything know. informs something. Further oh, down yeah. the chain, yeah. or yeah. or then calls back to something earlier, like yeah, he's great at the yeah, like and I re-listened to the This American Life mm-hmm. episode, um, which is all about sleep fear, mm-hmm. uh, to, because I was like, oh, okay, that's where I first heard it, mm-hmm. and and then I'm like, I went back to the al- I went back and forth between that and the album, and it's interesting because like the, the that came out in 2008, and uh, Stranger in the Night, I think, is what they called the the section. And it comes in maybe about a third of the way in. It comes in at the jackal moment, so you miss all of the setup, all of the stuff about the doctor and stuff. And it's like, I like, I don't know. It's like what? It, it, sorry, I'm flubbing over my words. <laughs> uh, but it, it's interesting because that's that's the most important setup. Like that, all that stuff about the the cancer scare and going to the doctor and then the muffin. Uh, all of that informs. All of his actions later on—that anxiety, which is really the underlying theme of the entire album—is that anxiety can kill you. Don't let it rule you. Mm -hmm. uh, Like is lost. Yeah, and it's like it's how important is that that that, like laying down that runway for when you're writing a sketch, like or writing something like a story like this.
0: Well, it's it's almost like um, a magic. Like, <laughs> that's what I I kind of felt oh, as we were listening to that. And when, like, uh, there's moments where I cried and there's moments where I was, like, on the edge of my seat and, like, howling with laughter. But it was all, like, I got to those high emotions because of the setup. Yeah. And, like, you're not going to go, holy shit, you had the card in your hat the whole time. like, like <laughs> you, Unless you are like, there's no way he's going to pull a, a card out of, Whatever it it just feels like a magic trick where um it it all comes together and there's like how the heck did he manipulate me so much <laughs> to get me to this emotional state mm-hmm. even yeah. his pauses are great
3: like yeah the pauses that he took there were a couple like long ones near the end and I'm like it's over now oh nope there's yeah. another callback and then like. Yeah, he just has you like so captivated that you'll listen to his silence. Yeah, and I mean the, the
2: silence is almost as important as the words, at, um, oh, sorry, 100%. because it's giving you a moment for, like, a joke to sit in, or or when he goes dark and heavy. Yeah, and like lays out that truth or honesty. Yeah. He's really good at that. Uh, he yeah, earns yeah those it's just, It lets it sink in. It's like like the moment when he you know, revealed about cheating on his partner. Oh, yeah, you're whereas all, like, oh, no. oh dude, that's horrible. He's like, yeah, I know. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I was here too.
0: Yeah, <laughs> like, he says I'm in the future yeah. too. Yeah.
1: yeah. <laughs> just to reiterate, when that moment happened, we all went, "Oh, oh no!" no. <laughs> and he immediately said, "I know." <laughs> I felt like we were in a conversation can't, together.
2: Can't yeah. <laughs> and and that's something too it's like that felt very genuine like he knows what like he's built Mm -hmm. the story so carefully and planned out very precise every move so well he knows where you're gonna go it like
1: a work of art yeah it felt brilliant like in that moment when we all said oh Oh, no no. we're not in the room with him but like he had that timing responded immediately yeah Yeah. 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 I mean yeah we were the audience even though we weren't
2: yeah now um, one of the things I really appreciate too is he's not afraid to be honest about his blemishes as a yeah. uh, as a human being yeah. like the like bringing out the element that he um, was unfaithful to his girlfriend mm-hmm. uh, that he you know he wanted to marry her but he was this anxiety that dominated his life led him to being afraid of that and that ruined his relationship yeah. mm-hmm. um, he he, he he also did a movie, um, yeah, yeah. Don't think twice, which I actually rewatched oh, yeah, today. A great movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. where it's just full of all these people that I I love. Yeah. Um, and you know, he, he plays the kind of you know if you if you've ever been in the improv community, you literally know every <laughs> single character yeah. Yeah. in that. There's you in your life. You're like, I know that person. Mm-hmm. Oh, that person's this person here. Yeah. And he plays like the the slightly creepy older guy but you know it's just not not deliberately creepy mm-hmm. just he never grew up so he still thinks he's like 23 yeah um so he's never afraid to commit to the honesty of a person which and it doesn't necessarily they're not villains yeah he's not like trying to like oh this is evil it's just like this is humanity he's like yeah and certainly. it's I, f- I find that really intriguing do you do you find that kind of um drive in your work to present yeah. like honesty and and oh, different...
1: definitely absolutely well i think uh one thing that uh, that i really like about him is that i feel like he is really willing to showcase his blemishes and his flaws but mm-hmm. it's it's his blemishes and flaws right? Yeah. Uh, right i don't ever feel like he's drawing a huge you know this is what people are like or i'm going to say this about humanity and yeah. about mankind yeah. he's just saying this is who i am and these are the challenges that i face and so it feels really personal and it feels like you can you can connect on it or connect to it in a personal way without feeling like you're being judged yeah, yeah. and i really feel that that's like an in for us in in the work that we do um because so much of what inspires us and so much of what we write about is drawn from our personal lives. And so mm-hmm. we're we're often saying things about who we are as humans rather than like mm-hmm. drawing a a big, you know, overdrawn portrait of humanity or or who people are or who women are or who men are. Yeah. It's just our personal experiences. And so yeah, in that way, I f- think that's why we were really drawn to Mike Birbiglia's work. Yeah. Uh, uh, sorry, good.
0: And like Ellie was saying earlier, like one of our goals is to celebrate young women. Mm -hmm. And I think a way that we accomplish that is by showing that we, who Mm -hmm. people sometimes look up to, are not all that perfect. Yeah, We make fun of ourselves and we say, um, (laughs) like, I had a big poop in Regina (laughs) and (laughs) found out I had herpes. herpes. Um, (laughs) I've got anxiety. And we talk about anxiety and depression a lot in our show, Mm -hmm. and and I think that just shining a light on those imperfections actually is a way of celebrating how great we are. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, and
3: also, like, turning the imperfections into comedy. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Like, it makes it easier for everybody to talk about. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, like, if you can actually... If you can laugh about it, then that totally opens up a conversation more than, you know, taking the blemishes super seriously. Because then it makes Putting you feel like, them, you know. yeah, there's something <laughs> wrong with you for having it. But, yeah. you know, I, yeah. there could be millions of other people that have the same blemish. Yeah, You know?
2: Yeah. It, it's I just, I truly, like, love his work for that same yeah. reason. Or oh, it's like yeah. just, just, like, highlighting humanity through himself it's, it's interesting yeah. because it's like a neat intersection of like three different skill sets in this. Mm-hmm. and i think this is possibly like i tried his there's his the new one which is his netflix special that just came out recently yeah. where he's talking about um becoming a dad it's uh, so good yeah where it's like and it's, it's it's amazing and it's like it follows a similar sort of style mm-hmm. where i think he sort of perfected this balance of like stand up and improv and storytelling, which are all three sort of separate
1: pools. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but here's the thing. They're not re- – like, they, they are, they inform, but they, they aren't. They inform one another. Like, yeah, 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 like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I find it's interesting because um, I think just in comedy, it can feel so separate. Like, improv, sketch comedy, stand-up, uh, theater. Um, but I – in where we're from in edmonton there's a theater uh the grindstone theater and there's they it's a comedy theater and so there's stand-up and there's improv and there's sketch comedy there and i feel like uh from producing shows there and being being there we've all gotten to know each Mm -hmm. other and i feel like uh blending into one another is a really good thing I, i i think that uh, all all those forms of comedy really inform each other, yeah. and so it's it's amazing that he's able to to blend those together. Um, but it it also makes a lot of sense.
2: Well, <laughs> yeah. it's it's like people try to silo it off. Like I've yeah, been, I've been sort of doing all of them over the last couple of years mm-hmm. and growing and trying to experiment. Like this year, I finally started doing stand up, and I sort of skew more towards the. Mike Berbiglia storytelling side of Mm -hmm. things, just because that's just my natural way of expressing. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But it's like, it's like, yeah, it's like the skills that I learned in doing sketch stuff, the skills Mm -hmm. that I learned, it's all, they all sort of inform one another. And I think, yeah, it's like getting that cross pollination is really good. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah, Well, and it's nice. I don't know. The thing that I really like about Mike Berbiglia is I feel like he has a a genre all on his own. Like he's created something that is. Uh, very genuine and authentic to who he is, and and the you know what he wants to communicate, mm-hmm. and I feel like that really resonates with us because uh, coming from a theater background into sketch comedy, uh, and and also too a lot of people in sketch comedy have an improv background which we mm-hmm. don't, and uh, sometimes I think you know I, and I'm just speaking personally, it's like oh well maybe we should have more improv experience, but it's like no fuck it like. We're coming at this how we come at it, yeah. And nobody can do what we do, mm-hmm. and we don't do what other people do, and that's fine, and that's mm-hmm. great. And so, yeah, it's great to see somebody like Mike Birbiglia who is not necessarily like other stand-ups. but who cares? He's himself, he's and, him. he's, yeah. and he's and yeah. he's fucking rocking what he does.
2: Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, have you seen the movie adaptation of this? No, I think mm-hmm.
0: I, I saw parts of it. <laughs> I, I, I watched it. Up.
2: Like, about a week ago. Because it's been on my list to watch for a while. So I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, now I, I'll watch it. And then I'd already listened to the album a couple of times yeah. at that point. And I'm like, it doesn't work. I mean, it's good. Yeah. If you hadn't heard, like, even the truncated This American Life version, which is really all it covers, mm-hmm. it 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 still it just doesn't land the same way. Which yeah. I found really interesting. Like, mm-hmm. that, that conversation. Because they have him as the narrator Mm -hmm. and you've got this like the the conceit is you're in the car with him while he's touring and he's coming home and he's telling you the story Mm -hmm. and then it cuts to these moments the cast is all amazing it's like everybody up and down on the cast list is somebody i love watching on the screen but there's just something about like the intimacy of him telling you the story Mm. versus seeing it shown on the screen and yeah. like literally, like there's all these little tiny jokes like little call-outs yeah. that if you're like if you've listened to the album yeah. if you've listened to the the, the, the uh, moth present like presentation you go oh that's hilarious I know that um, but it just doesn't land well I uh, think
3: a lot of it is um, like when you listen to a comedy album it's kind of like listening to a music album yeah where you really have to like if you want to get it you really have to like sit down and listen and pay attention you know um Mm -hmm. and hearing something leaves so much up to your imagination too Mm -hmm. like i guarantee you i laughed so hard at some of these (laughs) things because i was just picturing him doing it in my brain and so to see some things acted out might like ruin it a little bit and like distance yourself from the, like, experience that you've created oh, in absolutely. your mind mm-hmm. as well, you know? Well,
1: just, like, in everyday life, you know, there's people that are really good at telling stories, Yeah, and they can make going to the corner store to grab a cup of coffee the most interesting thing that you've ever heard, Yeah, when in all reality, they just went down to the corner store to grab a cup of coffee, you know? And, like, I feel like he is one of those people, and so to hear it from his point of view is the, is the entertainment factor. Yeah. Whereas if you were to put it in literal terms, it might not be as interesting. Yeah.
2: It's, it's funny because like it is almost like this was too close in some ways, because like this being a real, like he directed and like, I think ah, this American life funded it kind of thing. So it was like a this American life production. The first time they funded a film. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, wow. But That's it's cool. like, I, I think he was, it almost felt like he was too close to the material in some ways mm-hmm. that it didn't breathe in the mm-hmm. same way that he had the, gave it room to breathe when telling the story. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, it
1: was his first Yeah, it big was, break, right?
2: Is Yeah. That was a, sort of what broke him was that this American Life episode really went big. And yeah. And then he got a lot of buzz from that. And it, it was like an off-Broadway show for a while and then became the movie. And it was like... The, by contrast, the the like don't don't think twice. Yeah, felt much more natural. It felt it felt like a better film. Yeah, to me than Sleepwalk with Me mm-hmm. because it's like it, there was a distance. He wasn't playing himself. He wasn't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they, they twisted the chronology around a little bit. So it's like because he he actually breaks up with his first girlfriend before mm-hmm. the window incident, and they sort. of turn that around and they also like changed like the like he in and it's, so it's funny these little they movied,
1: deta- they movied it yeah they movied <laughs> it and it's
2: these little nudges one way or another like the the wedding was his sister's wedding mm-hmm. and that instead of her, his brother's wedding but the wedding is what inspired the 3am disappearing act that mm-hmm. his girlfriend went mm-hmm. on so just it just shifted things around in this way that it's like it really made me appreciate the little nuances when building a story like even these little details of pacing things and being honest with the details can really impact how something lands
1: well and i think too um and i don't (laughs) i don't know exactly what happened with Mm -hmm. it with that thing but i think sometimes when um you get really big really fast like maybe you don't get the opportunity to like, you're growing so fast and you want to uh, please everybody. And sometimes you lose sight of your, your mandate and your actual vision. And Mm -hmm. perhaps there was a little bit of that because I know with us, like, you know, as we've grown, we're, we're always trying to, you know, keep our mandate in sight. But there have been times where we've done shows where it's like, we, we looked back after the fact, and it's like, well, was that you know, was that the best way to launch at that? I, I think I don't know. Yeah, does that make sense? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um. So, are
2: there any comedians that you feel are sort of similar to him in a way, and like, like, like very story driven, that? Or it, that you can you you can get that same vibe from him or the angel
1: uh, Hannah uh, Gadsby yeah mm-hmm. yeah for sure that was um, similar uh, Tignataro mm. uh,
0: that was another sto- storytelling and another. very personal like yeah. 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 yeah they led us in to yeah. a very intimate part of their lives
2: yeah
3: yeah um, I really love British comedy so Greg Davies. Okay, yeah. He's yeah. so good at the storytelling and just being authentic and making himself look like such an oaf <laughs> on stage. <laughs> and uh same with Jack Whitehall. He's got like a little bit more of a manic energy to yeah, him. Yeah, yeah. But it's still like he's re- he's real good at storytelling and like you know, like you said going to the corner store to pick up a croissant, he could make it sound like the most epic journey. Yeah. And then yeah. he can tie it all together really well too. Those
2: are two that I like. I I watched uh, Pete Davidson's special recently, and that was somebody I actually was a little surprised that sort of had that feel to it. Oh, Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay,
1: yeah. It just came out on Netflix. On Netflix, yeah. 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 And I was like,
2: I didn't expect... Because, I mean, he was a stand-up first, but, I mean, Mm -hmm. he was was doing it super young. Mm -hmm. And I didn't expect him to be as story-driven when it came to a special i mean it's still jokey Mm -hmm. but it's really a through line about his experiences over the last couple of years and uh how was it 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 was better than i expected i mean it is i mean i knew he was good he's just not my generally not being my kind of comedian in the stuff that i Mm -hmm. i've seen because it's sort of like just being a type, of, sort of a, like a Cheech and Chongy kind of humor, mm, yeah, yeah. which is like eh, it's it's good. It's just yeah. not my bag. Yeah, yeah. But this one was more personal and more like he does this. Mm. He talks about his dad a bit, but he sort of like he removes those jokes slightly from the rest of the set. Talked about like how you know his anxiety and depression mm-hmm. and like how dating Ariana Grande really mm-hmm. impacted that and for the worse in some ways, but also he has that to thank for almost all of his success mm-hmm. in a lot of ways. So it's very personal, and it doesn't necessarily go into the same details, but it's like sharing these little intimate stories yeah. throughout, which is like I was I was kind of shocked. But then you look at like he hangs out with John Mulaney, who's I think one of the hmm. best comedians out there right now. So he's yeah. he's like he he's got a lot of people who believe in him so yeah. there's got to be something there yeah. and that that for people to think so yeah that's that was one that i was sort of shocked by Interesting. he sort of went down that path because i just expected him to be more jokey yeah than, mm-hmm. than that
1: i also really loved uh the series crashing oh yes um Pete Holmes, right? Yes, yeah. Pete Holmes. Okay. I'm like, it's Pete something. I think it's Holmes, but I'm thinking about Mike Holmes as well. <laughs> you got to build a house and tell yeah, a joke. Yeah. I mean, make um, it but... weird all at the same time. <laughs> but yeah, make it weird. Oh, I love that podcast. Uh, yeah, um, but yeah, I really love that series. I felt like it was really... Yeah, I I think being a stand up is an incredibly vulnerable um, yeah. experience and so it's it's nice when it's even more vulnerable yeah. and so crashing was great just to be able to see sort of the inner, yeah. inner workings of like what the, it is. This
2: like a lot of people I, I used to listen to this one podcast um, and they're like, "Oh, it's just so he's just using that trope of women rooming woman being the driving force to his like blah, blah." And I'm like, "Well, no, that's mm-hmm. his actual experience. Mm-hmm. His Wife did cheat on him, and then they became Mm. friends afterwards, and it changed his life. Like, you can't if if you're telling a story based on truth, you can't change. I mean, you can heighten, but there's certain you can't change those fundamental
1: facts, right? Right. Or the
3: fundamental like emotions that come along with it, which is what like nuances stories like that so much.
1: Well, and to be fair, like the funniest. The, the the best comedy is based in real experience. Yeah, yeah. Because you can't make that shit up. Oh, exactly. Can't make it, that shit up, and yeah. that's what people resonate with.
2: I yeah, think. yeah. You know, when you when you speak from that core of honesty, when you're when you're writing or even just riffing, it mm-hmm. it it goes a lot longer and a lot further than yeah. mm-hmm. than something that's like, oh, this carefully constructed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that, yeah, that's one of the things too. I find like there's literally a laugh every second sentence that yeah in the, this album yeah and yeah it's really cool mm-hmm. great right. um now just to wrap up um uh, is there if someone's was to ask you if they should listen to this album what would you say
1: absolutely yes, yes <laughs> okay listen
0: uh, so- to it on a road trip to regina <laughs> but don't come back with herpes <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> excellent. Well, um, thank you very much for joining me today. Thanks for coming to Toronto yeah. to the sketch thank for uh, having us on. Yeah. And you have a recurring show at the Roxy right mm-hmm. now, going through yeah. till June. I think
1: it was. When uh, I um, May sixteenth is our oh. last show of this season, and then we'll be at the Edmonton Fringe. So excellent. Yeah, our next shows are March twenty seventh and twenty eighth at the Roxy.
2: Terrific. All right. Well, thanks again, and uh, have a great day. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. you too, you. Matt.
0: <laughs> Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day.